Welcome to the Painted Target Podcast. episode nine the painted target podcast i'm jason at aware integrate on twitter awarenessintegrations.com rick he's not with us again today he's out saving the world which i basically say that every podcast now so we'll see him soon but today i have Tanai ricks on the podcast he holds a phd in bioorganic chemistry He's an author, a teacher of the law of attraction, and he also writes about health and ways we could prevent disease. You can find him on Twitter at TJRicks underscore TSP, and his website is TanaiTheScienceGuy.com, where he's got all kinds of products, books, courses, and everything related to his work. So thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. No, man. Thanks for reaching out, man. I, I appreciate the invite. I'm just glad to be here. All right, so let's go right into it. I mean, people that are following you, I mean, they know what you do. It's, it's, you're doing a lot of stuff, but you could tell, you know, you've got the law of attraction, you've got the science stuff. I think you do a good job at kind of putting it all into one area. You know, you've got like these famous Twitter threads that I was reading through one hmm. the other day. No. So what would you say in all your work and the fact that you're a scientist, which is a big deal because the topics you're talking about, some, you know, not everyone who's a scientist is talking about them. So what would you say is your direct mission in what you're doing right now? Uh, the easiest way to sum up my mission is to help people be more scientifically literate and connect the practical to the ethereal. That's basically how I approach everything I do and just taking a lot of the things that people, you know, the conspiracy theories and, you know, how people, you know, you, you do a little water cooler talk when you got your tinfoil hat on. Like all that stuff is cool to talk about, but it's like, if you're not really doing anything with it to practically affect your life, then you kind of wasting time. Yeah. So I really just take it into a form where it's like, okay, this is cool, but this is how you use this so that you can make your life better. Yeah. And the interesting part about that is it's like kind of what we were saying before we started is there is a lot of truth in some of this stuff out there. Science can predict and can work with a lot of this stuff. And I mean, you, you've said that from everything from like disease to, you know, manifestation and all these things. And you had something I wanted to put here in the Twitter thread you retweeted today about consciousness Mm. something I highlighted and you said if your thoughts are just a collection of electrical impulses that means that reality shifts with thought so right. you put it in the in the thread but in case people haven't read it how how would you explain that so basically there's there's like you know how people talk about there's always two sides to a story well that's the thought of how you perceive what's going on in the story so Depending on how you see something, what mind frame you come from, it, it influences how you see it. And all of that is electrical. All of that is, is measured by brain waves and, and how certain chemicals triggering, triggering your brain. So, for example, you have somebody that's, that's let's, let's, say, let's say an entrepreneur and, and somebody that's, that's poor walk into Starbucks, right? 
So the person that walk in the Starbucks that's poor will say, oh man, I don't know why this this venti chai latte or whatever the hell they serve at Starbucks is $4. The entrepreneur will say, oh man, I see how they branded everything from the color layout to, to the sizes of the cups, to the pricing, to the decoy pricing, the dummy pricing. So you're seeing the same thing, but you're thinking about it in two different ways. And it's really because of how you perceive what's going on. And all of that is measured in how your brain is reacting to the things that you see or to the way that you interpret things. And all of that is based on perspective. So perspective can be measured electrically. It can be measured by the, by the molecules and things that are going on in your brain and the reactions that are going on in your brain. Because again, Anybody can look at something and get something out of it that's practical to their situation or is based on what they think reality is. So I could see another perfect example is um what's the what's the symbol? The swat the, the swastika. So people call it swastika, you show it to a Jewish person, Jewish person's gonna think about the Holocaust. If you turn it a little bit, it's the holy symbol. So anything that's in this well, I don't say anything, but a majority of things that symbolically represent something, they mean something different to everybody. Crosses mean something different to everybody. Swastikas mean something different to everybody. Water means something different to everybody. There will be certain things that we can all agree on, but there's also going to be things that when you see something, it's going to trigger a different response in you based on, based on the perception that you have of it. Yeah, and it's interesting too because, like you said in the thread, that actually creates or reduces your life. You know, like right. if you're thinking in a certain way and you're walking into Starbucks and saying like, screw this shit, like, cause you don't have any money. And this is, this is kind of bringing out something that is triggering something from the past. You're creating your current experience in your current life based off of a perspective that you essentially reacted off of. Right. And it's something that's coming from the past. It's something that, it's something that doesn't exist anymore. So you got, yep. you have a, you have a reaction from something that's in the past that's not currently happening, but you're bringing it into your present reality, which is why you get more of the same and why you have that, that kind of saying there. Yeah. It's like basically why nothing ever changes. Right. And that's like kind of what I'm trying to tell people online too, is if you actually go to the source of why a lot of this stuff is happening you're essentially just like designing your life to never be anything different. Right. Cause like you could sit, you know, in these, I don't know, these little tricks, like these little hacks that some people talk about, but your bait, it's like a lot of the self-help and a lot of things we have now are designed to make you feel better, but they're not really designed to like create. They're not designed right. to go back and say, Oh, you know, this hurts from my childhood or whenever this feels like shit. And there you go. And like you said, with the Starbucks example, if someone has enough of an awareness, enough of an expanded, and you know, I don't even mean that in some spiritual way. I like, I mean, you just have some sort of like outside knowingness that, Oh, I'm kind of reacting a little bit because I didn't grow up well or whatever. Right. Just that is enough to change your life. Right, right, right. And again, you know, all that is based on your perspective and, yep. you know, how, how the, your environment shapes your awareness. And, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day and, you know, well, I might have just said it on Twitter where I was talking about different dimensions. And, you know, because people ask me all the time, they're like, hey, so, you know, does 5D exist? Like, are we already there? And I'm like, you got to think about it because 
there are different there are different vibrations that are existing in the same plane. I posed this question on Twitter the other day when I was talking about Yggdrasil. Yggdrasil is uh, the world tree from Norse mythology, and it's basically there's two ways to think about Yggdrasil. Yggdrasil can either connect all of the nine realms together through the tree, or all nine realms sit on top of each other within the same space. So if you look at it from the perspective of all of the realms sitting on top of each other in the same space, that means that vibrationally they're separated. But if they're vibrationally separated, if you get on the vibration of that specific universe, you can enter that realm. It's the same thing when you, when you leave poverty consciousness and you go into, into entrepreneur consciousness or you go into wealth consciousness. All those have a specific vibration tied to them. And once you vibrate on that frequency, then you start to experience those things. You start to experience the things that come along with that vibration. So when you're conscious of that and you're aware of that, the box slowly expands. Like we're all in a box. <laughs> like we're all in this matrix. Like we're all in this reality. And the degrees of freedom that we have are directly, are directly tied to the awareness that you have of the systems that operate within it. That's why you can have areas of extreme poverty and extreme wealth in the same town. They exist in the same space. They exist under the same jurisdiction but they're polar opposites from each other. That's how the matrix works. Like that's one of the universal laws. You can't have extreme wealth without extreme poverty. That goes against keeping balance within, within the matrix and within the system. So when you think about things like that, and you think about the fact that there are many different realities coexisting in the same space, and it's easy to see how if you have a simple perspective change, your whole world changes, because you're now vibrating on a different frequency that was in the same space the whole time. Yeah, it's like everything's available to you. You just have to know that it's available. You know, and right. that was the next thing I was going to ask you is when you talk about vibrations, vibrating on a higher level, explain that a little more to the people that are listening. Like what what's that mean? What's that mean exactly? So everything that's that's here is energy. And everything that we see, smell, touch, um, taste, feel, all of those things that comprise the basic five sense, five senses. All those are energy signatures, they're all fingerprints. So like, just like everybody has a distinct, unique fingerprint, they're distinct, unique fingerprints for everything that's in this reality. So when you have vibrations, there are vibrations that are grouped depending on what kind of energy they let off. Like, there's a lot of things that are associated with poverty vibrations. There are a lot of things that you find in poverty that, that resonate on that same frequency. You get a lot of murder, you get a lot of crime, you get a lot of um, theft, you get a lot of people, you get a lot of desperation. Like all of those vibrations fit within that, that poverty, that, that kind of poverty vibration. Then within the wealth vibration, you got a lot of abundance, happiness, joy, all those things, they, they all fit up under that spectrum. So everything is is vibrationally based and if it's energy then it has a wave pattern like you can you can go into a lab and you can analyze it and you can bring a specific energy signature out of it you can and then you can um take that energy measure and change it over into into a, um a wave calculation or, or, or a wave function that's measured in hertz so whenever you look at something there's energy coming back to your eye telling you what it is. And your eye is, is sending that impulse to your brain and saying, oh, this is what we have codified this as. So if you look at a monitor, 
and you see, you know, this is going to a computer. It's like, oh, okay, this is the mouse cursor because this is what everybody calls a mouse cursor. This mouse cursor has a specific energy frequency. So when you think about, you know, plants, the sun, other people, when people are talking, water, all of those things have a specific energy vibration. Now, when you equate that to how you want to move on the planet and how you want to interact with other people, you then have to look at interference. So interference is how two waves come together. There's three kinds of interference. You have, um, you have destructive interference, you have constructive interference, and you have continuous interference. So continuous interference is when two unlike waves or energy signatures come together and they come together in an irregular pattern. So what will happen is the, they're slightly off phase. They're not completely opposite from each other. They're just a little bit off phase. So what will happen is the overall wave signature will be a little irregular. You'll have like one big hump, a, a small hump, small hump, one big hump, small hump, small hump, instead of it moving in unison or moving together because the energies that came together were slightly off frequency from each other. Then you have continuous interference where you have two energy patterns that come together and then they amplify each other. So the wave gets bigger, the wave gets stronger. The signature itself is more energetic because you got two waves that reinforce each other. Then you have destructive interference. Destructive interference is when two waves that are out of frequency with each other, which means that they're polar opposites from each other, they come together. But when they come together, it creates a zero point. That zero point is called a node. So when that happens, that's literally two things coming together. It's like, Ugh, I don't like this person. And then you just walk off from There's no more constructive interaction. Whereas, the con whereas constructive interference would be like, you see something on the internet you really like. You're like, oh, I really like this person. I'm going to follow this person. Or it could be like, oh, I really like getting money. So I'm going to do more things that allow me to get money. Like you're on that money vibration. You're doing the things that match up and amplify that vibration. So those are the things that people really pay attention to. You talk about vibes and like even back in the day, like people knew about vibes and vibration because they'll just be like, oh man, I can't vibe with this person. Or like, oh man, you walk in and the vibe is off. Or, oh man, me and this girl, we just vibe together. You know, people know innately about vibrations and they know that there are certain energies associated with certain places. And even with the seasons, like there's a thread I have on Twitter, like everybody is just like, oh man, this thread is amazing. <laughs> and it was just like talking about the vibration of the seasons and even when you look at the seasons the seasons are on a pattern like everything is in a repeating pattern in this universe everything is in a repeating pattern in a repeating rhythm and when you break down the seasons in like the barest essence you can see where the vibrations are coming from and when there's high vibration when there's low vibration and when the best time to move is and when the best time is to do things when the best time is to chill so all of those things you have to be consciously aware of because if you're not more than likely because of the way that the universe is set up, you'll more than likely end up working against yourself versus working with yourself because a lot of things that happen here are backwards because most of the people are unlearned. Most people are ignorant to the true ways of things. You got a lot of people that's on top that want to stay on top. So they, so they miseducating everybody, telling everybody something different than what it should actually be. So if you take that and you don't do any research on your own, if you're just doing what everybody else is doing, more than likely you're going to be working against yourself and actually working for yourself. Yeah, the environment is definitely not set up nowadays to support anybody on any sort of level, especially an energetic one or health or whatever it is. And it reminds me when, when I got injured at one point a little while ago, 
and I would go to these doctor's appointments and I would feel this was kind of before I was in this stuff and I would feel this energy. But then when I was, you know, on the mountain sitting on acreage, looking at a 200 mile view, I didn't feel that energy. And I remember right. one of the teachers here that I have, I kind of brought it up to him and he said, basically what you said, you know, you're going into different fields, you're going into different spaces and it's, you're feeling different things. You, like you said, a lot of people don't know what it is, but that's why you walk into a place and go, Oh God, like this is, this is not my thing. So the next right. would be like, when you get in a situation like that and you're trying to be more aware, you know, for people listening and you're really trying to figure this stuff out, what can these people do when they walk in a situation where it's not connecting? Like you said, you're, you're like, no, this isn't good, but maybe you have to deal with it. Maybe it's a business meeting. Maybe it's a doctor's appointment. Like I said, what can people do to kind of raise themselves or raise the boat, so to speak, in that situation? The best thing that people can do, honestly, is to just know the terms of engagement before you walk in. Like you got, if you, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. Right. So I understand that, you know, sometimes it's not possible, but for, for the large majority of things that happen, of people and for a large majority of situations that we find ourselves in a lot of it can be either prevented or circumvented just by knowing what you're walking into and knowing like who you're dealing with so if you know who you're dealing with and you know what they appeal to then it's easy for you to manipulate them i know that sounds terrible <laughs> and like people will be like oh you know you're trying to get over people it's like no you're trying to make sure that you get the the best situation and the best possible outcome for yourself because if you don't you can seriously end up getting hurt like a lot of these situations don't go that way but sometimes situations go super left and then you're left in the situation where it's like oh well if i don't do this then like something like bad is going to happen to me something yeah. that i didn't expect is going to happen to me so those are situations where i would really say you got to know the terms of engagement before you walk in and you gotta you gotta be you gotta be somewhat aware of the energy that's in the room and the energy that you were letting off. So perfect example, I was at, <laughs> I was at the store the other day. It was pretty late. And um, I have a Trump shirt. I have a Trump 2020 shirt. I bought it as like a complete troll. Oh gosh. And <laughs> it's funny because like I live in Atlanta, so Atlanta's super liberal. And you know, I don't identify with either party or the other. I think it's funny how you know, there, there are things on both sides that they complain about from the other side, but then they end up doing it to slight the other side. So it's like, y'all are, like, a lot of these people are hypocrites, but that's neither here nor yeah, there. Yeah. Anyway, so I had my Trump shirt on, and I think I was going to the store, and I walked in, you know, I was talking to the person at the, at the, um, at the register or whatever, and a girl came out from the back, <laughs> and she was about, I could see it in her face. She was about to smile at me, but then she like looked down at my shirt and then her smile like instantly turned into like this face of utter disgust. And I'm like, why did that happen? Like, That's weird. But then I got home and I looked down, I was like, oh shit, I got my Trump shirt on. Like, duh, what else was supposed to happen? You know? So like when you know, when you know you and you you have that in the back of your head already, like, all right, this is what's gonna happen, but this is what I can do to circumvent it then you're going to be okay because, you know, I didn't really do anything else. I was nice to the person that took my money. I was, I looked at her and I was about to wave, you know, there was, there was going to be no static on my end. It was like, whatever, you know, everything's cool. I'm getting my, I'm getting my little stuff. I'm going to go back home. Like, I'm like, whatever, you know? So when you're aware of the energy that you're letting off 
and you know how to disarm others, then that's going to be a lot better for you and a lot more advantageous. This is where, you know, people, people shit on certain books <laughs> and like, because it's funny and it gets Twitter clout. This is where people can actually learn some lessons. 48 laws of power, 48 laws of power always tells you play dumber than your mark. Like if you know that the situation that you're walking into is going to be a little bit different from what you, you normally encounter, what you would normally put yourself in, like stupid like that's that's one way of doing it yeah. letting people letting people say what they want to listening more listening more than you're actually talking all those are great ways to disarm bad energy somewhere because you got to understand first and foremost people are selfish <laughs> and that's that's one of the yeah. premier laws of human nature is that people are selfish and if you allow a person to talk about themselves long enough they will then begin to superimpose their ideas and their beliefs onto you. All you have to be is a blank canvas. You don't have to say anything. You don't have to do anything. I'm not even saying that you got to agree with everything that the other person is doing, but what you should do is catch their energy and redirect it. Learn more about that person. Learn more about what they're interested in. Learn more about what they think is the best course of action. And then you play off that from there. And I promise you, you're going to gain more allies than enemies. And that's the way that you walk out of situations like that. Yeah. And, and, you know, it comes down to observation, like you're saying. I mean, I think the ego gets in the way and people are like, oh, I could never sit there and do that. And everyone wants to give their peace. But you have to be able to observe. And when you observe, you create a choice. I mean, right. if you're in a meeting and it's just a disaster but you're reacting to everything. I mean, that's what we live in nowadays. Someone says one thing, boom, every emotional trigger that a human being has full force. Right. And you can right. sit in something and say, well, I'm just going to observe what's going on. Oh man, I'm pissed off. I'm observing it. You know, it's kind of like a meditation thing, but it's doing it in the moment. And like you said, right. I mean, the amount of power, because like, you know, Hawkins says, there's a difference between power and force. Someone yeah. that's in a meeting and forcing their stuff on you, it's just like throwing energy at a brick wall. Right. But, a, you know, powerful is being able to sit in the middle of a meeting that you don't agree with at all, but you're observing because maybe you're trying to make a move to get out of there. Right. You know? And I right. think a lot of people like with this stuff, I mean, call it the esoteric, call it whatever people want to call it. I think they get weird with it because they go, well, how am I supposed to be productive? How am I supposed to, you know, get what I want and all these things. But what they're not understanding is you can't control, let's say everything that's going on in a political climate, but you right. can control your interaction with it. And when you do that, you have all the power. Right. So right. it's like the person that looked at your shirt, what she, he or she, whatever should have done is been like, oh man, that's a little whatever. I'm noticing that I'm getting pissed off because I don't like the guy or whatever it is. And then just smiled and moved on with their day. But like, right. this is like, it's like, when you think about it, this is a person that literally was going through their day. Everything was probably good. And because they saw a t-shirt, t-shirt ruined their moment. <laughs> I mean, I don't care if it's a freaking gummy bear on a t-shirt. Like the fact that an external thing can ruin your experience now is, I mean, that blows my mind. I don't care about politics. I don't care about left, right. I don't care about any of that stuff. But the fact that 
that person literally probably had a ruined night, sent text messages, tweeted all this crap because of a t-shirt. I mean, that is like, that, that still to this day blows my mind. Yeah, man. And it's, it's wild because like that's, that's, a, that's a lesson in universal law there. That's law of polarity all day because you have a polarizing force in the right and in the left and in politics. And that's why, you know, people always talk about like third parties and stuff. I'm like, man, third party system would never work because it violates law of polarity. That's why, you, that's why anytime you go to a government that has 8 billion different fractions, their government's always fucked up because like you don't have enough people on one side giving you enough energy to stay behind your cause. Like everything's always going to be fractured. The reason why we have a two party system is because it's two ends of a battery. When you have two ends of a battery, that's how energy flows. Whenever you look at a battery, you don't see two positive ends. You don't see two negative ends. You see a positive and a negative. That's the only way energy can flow. And that's why there's so much energy in politics. People give so much time and invest so much into politics because there are two opposing forces. That's a marketing principle. That's a human nature principle. And it's, and it's textbook law of polarity, chemistry, physics, bioenergetics, all of that. It all goes down to the cellular level and it all goes down to the energetic level and how this matrix works. Yeah. And it's, you know, you have people that they've got all that going on. They've got an environment that's pretty much toxic. I mean, you've written about it like actual, you know, health related stuff and all these things. And on top of it, as we said before, they are projecting. So they're seeing yeah. something on the news and they're like, oh, I hate that. But the thing that I think is funny about what's going on nowadays is it's impossible to do this. I mean, I could do it. A lot of people can't do it, but to just sit down and actually someone gives you, let's say a political point and you say, okay, well, why, but why do you feel that way? You never get an answer. It's just, <laughs> you know, it's, it's just, well, wait, let me turn on the news station and, oh, this is why I feel this way. There's never a direct answer. So you have this polarity, have the toxic environment, and you have people that are basically saying, I can use something like politics to project my insecurities. I mean, right. this is why like the law of attraction and all these things, and even the science behind it, like you're saying, and knowing how the mind works you know, this is, this is it. People could literally go on Twitter and follow three people and change their whole life, you know, and that's why it's interesting. So this segues into the next point is what would you say? I mean, I remember you wrote about this. I think when you sign up for your newsletter, it's like the first email that goes out and you talked about kind of your road to getting your PhD and some things that happened. And it was, I mean, I, I actually DM'd you when I read it and I don't read a lot of these newsletters. I mean, I just, it's impossible in a lot of ways, but I mean, it was just a good story. And it was like, you know, you would never read that story and just say, Oh, this guy's going to get a PhD. Like you had some shit happen. It was, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you weren't like, Oh yeah, you know, it was a little rough. And like, I got my degree. No, like you were kind of wondering if that was going to happen because of these stories. So what would you say, you know, it's probably the same as the email, but for people that haven't seen it, what would you say was kind of the point, that just made you kind of switch over to this more, you know, you can't ever put a word on it, but into the law of attraction, into numerology, the, more of the esoteric for the literal definition. What would you say really pushed you over that line? Oh, man, it's a, I can't ever really say it's one moment. Um, I know it really feels like that from that, from that welcome email and, 
but I I've always been interested in in other things and things that are that people would would consider not being mainstream and you know astrology numerology. I've always been interested in those things, and the more research I did, the more I just saw it. I was just like, man, there's so much in science that proves this point. Like I don't I don't see why people are so anti this, and then people come up with you know, 8 billion different stories of like how this isn't true, but it's like, no, but if you look at this, this is like blatantly true. This is a fundamental tenet of like chemistry or biology or physics. So are you going to argue with this? <laughs> or are you going to argue with the fact that you just, for, for some, for whatever reason, you're calling me conspiracy theorists, which I always point out to people, calling somebody a conspiracy theorist doesn't mean you're calling them a liar. It doesn't mean that what they said is a lie. It's just not conventional. It's not what is being told in the mainstream. That doesn't make it. That doesn't make it false at all. So I would really say that just doing more research and keeping an open mind. Like people, people are always surprised when they meet me because one, they're always like, "Are you sure you're a scientist?" It's like you can you can carry like a conversation way better than like the people you see on TV. I was like, "Yeah, these people are fucking nerds." Like I'm a nerd, but. I'm not a nerd to the point where like I can't talk to you and I can't have a conversation. I'm not that self-absorbed. Like I, I'm not, I'm not one of those people that's like worried about my appearance or like worried about you know how I come off to people because it's like you bleed like I bleed. <laughs> you know, it's just like I'm not finna sit here and, and you know try to try to hide myself and like hide who I am. Like people see me online, you know, I don't hide anything about myself. I'm very open. I'm very accessible, and it's 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 because I'm comfortable with myself. Are there things about myself I would like to change? Absolutely. But if somebody were to ask me today, am I comfortable with the things that I've done and like how I try to help people? Yes, I could die happy today. Now, as it comes to helping and like really getting into the esoteric things, again, I look at different scientific principles and there's so many things I can point at and say, this is like this thing that y'all say is tinfoil hat crew. The same thing goes with this. So it's like, are we shitting on the science now or are we just shitting on the conspiracy theories? Because there are parallels between all of this stuff. And I really had to switch my game up because, you know, when I got out, when I got out of, of, of um, grad school, I graduated, I got my PhD. I couldn't find a job, <laughs> you know? And it's like people, People, are, whenever I tell them this story, they're just like, wow, like, how did this happen? And I'm like, you know, to this day, I still don't know. Like, I still don't understand, like, why this happened. Like, I have seven years of practical laboratory experience in, um, in synthetic organic chemistry and five years of practical lab experience in microbiology. So I have, like, all, of, like, all the stuff they be talking about on TV with, like, PCR, you know, synthetic chemistry, you know, ca cancer biology. I understand all that stuff. I can get into a lab and I can do all of that stuff. But for whatever reason, it never translated over into me finding a job. And the whole reason I got my PhD like from the jump was to have a better life for myself, have a better life for my family. Like, like you're saying for my email, like, I worked three jobs for like a semester and a half when I was in grad school. <laughs> you know, I was working... I was working like, you know, there were some times where I was working, you know, 50, 60 hours a week and I was still taking, you know, 14, 15 hours worth of classes. You know, I just had to get it, you know, because like nobody was going to do it for me. You know, there were days I remember there was one semester. There was one semester. Well, I think it was my sophomore semester. 
And I was I was working three jobs. I was working at a call center. <clears throat> I was doing um, customer service for Verizon Prepaid, which was terrible. <laughs> These people are like the mouth breather, like the like high tier mouth breathers on the planet. I don't even like talking shit about people like that, but I hated that job. I did that. I also worked at Fye. Uh, Fye was a record store. Uh, there are a couple of them still hanging around, yeah, but there's not yeah. too many more of them. And then I used to work at a bar. I was like a bar back bouncer at a bar. So um, like my Wednesday schedule, my Wednesday schedule was terrible. So I would wake up at like six. I had to get to class by eight. I had, I had physical chemistry at eight. Then I had advanced in organic chemistry at 10. Then I had, um, I had organic chemistry two at 11. I had to leave school, get to work by 1230. I worked from 1230 to 630 at um at my at my call center job and then I would leave the call center job and then go work downtown. I'll work downtown from 7 30 to like three in the morning. And that was every Wednesday that whole entire semester. And the only reason I even agreed to do that was because I only had one class on Thursday and like I didn't have to work on Thursday. So like I was working, you know, 20, 22 hours for days, you know, trying to get this degree. I started doing research. Like I like everything that was in my power I could do to get out of school faster I was doing it <laughs> you know because I was already in my mind behind because you know I'm what 22 23 at the time and I'm just a sophomore so I'm like I gotta like make up for lost time you know so I was taking you know 16 17 18 hours a semester still working to you know two jobs until you know I got to my junior my junior year and I was able to get a scholarship and that was mainly because, like, I just had a good rapport with a lot of people in the department. Like, they knew how hard I was working. They knew what I was doing. They knew who I was. And, you know, I, and I just made an effort to be known in the department. You know, I started doing research. I started doing little activities inside the department. Our department was really small, so it was really easy to get to know each other. So I just took advantage of that. And when that happened, um, that was when I really started considering going to grad school, um, and, and I ended up you know, making the decision to go to grad school because it was like, okay, this is, this is the way for me to really like get the kind of life that I want. And then when I graduated, when I graduated, when I got out of grad school, like nothing, nothing was like, like, like nothing was how I drew it up. <laughs> it was so weird because, you know, I was, I was still with my ex-girlfriend at the time. We had been together for five years and then you know and i'm just like you know just 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 you know just rock with me you know i know like shit is hard right now i know it's tough but like just let's figure like just just let me graduate and then i promise we'll get this figured out and like i graduated and i couldn't figure it out and it wasn't because i didn't it wasn't because i didn't do what everybody else told me to do as a matter of fact it was the exact opposite i did what everybody else told me to do and i still didn't i still didn't figure it out so I was really frustrated because, you know, our, our relationship ended, ended because of that. Um, there's some other things, but it was mostly because of the stress of, and like, she just couldn't trust me no more because it's like, all right, you said you was going to do this. It didn't happen. How am I supposed to trust me? And it's like, I can't really argue with that. <laughs> like, yeah, it's fucked up. And yeah, it's not fair. And yeah, you know, all my other, like all the other people that graduated, they got jobs. They doing okay. You know, everybody that graduated my cohort, they have jobs. You know, they're doing fine. They're living their lives. I'm still over here, like, <laughs> I'm trying to figure this out, you know? I got, I got, you know, 
research that I've done that's, that's, that's been published, you know, dissertation is cool, the work I'm doing is cool, but for some reason, it won't translate into a job. And so that's when I was like, you know what, man, maybe this is just not for me. I mean, and it was, and it was like a wild realization to come to because after you spend, you know, nine, 10 years of, of schooling, especially in a STEM major, it's like, okay, there's a job waiting for you at the end. And it's like, no, <laughs> it's not. And it's, it's an unfortunate fact that a lot of people think that that's what it is. But when I figured that out, I was like, okay, I can either sit here, complain, and bitch and moan about what I didn't get and what everybody else has, or I can just make a way for myself. And it's like, both of them going to take the same exact amount of time, <laughs> so, yeah. but only one of them is going to put money in my pocket. So let me go ahead and just figure out how to make this shit work. And so that was when I really started saying, okay, what are things that I'm interested in that I could put together with this knowledge that I have and make it practical for people? Because my thing is always trying to make something practical because for years, I was the kind of person that would just hoard knowledge, just hoard it, hoard it, hoard it, yeah. hoard it, hoard it, and would never use it. And so I'm like, and, and it was just really, and that, was, and that was out of insecurity. It was like, oh man, you know, I know all this stuff and you know, I'm better than you because I know all this stuff, but it's like, okay, yeah, but are you applying it? And then that was when the light like really switched for me. And I said, okay, this degree has basically <laughs> made me unhirable and has basically made me over-credentialed because I have so much knowledge. But it's like, if I have all this knowledge, I should find a way to make it practical and help other people. And then if I do that, then I'll be able to take care of myself. And so that was when I really started shifting my focus and started saying, okay, how can I do this in a way where I'm helping people, I'm helping people online and like I'm reaching the most amount of people as possible. That's when I really started rebranding my Twitter page and just started putting out as much free content as I could. And it got to a point where people were just, people would just, they would message me on Twitter and they would just be like, oh man, you put out so much, you know, content, you know, how can we support you? And I was like, you know, I don't really have anything. You know, I don't really want you to donate because like, I don't really, I don't want to feel like I got something for nothing. Like I would much rather, you know, have you support me by buying something that you could use for yourself so that you can really, you can, like, you can apply this, this knowledge I learned. Like, I didn't, I didn't just go to school for myself, <laughs> you know, like, it's like knowing all this shit is cool and that's great. But like, I did it because I really wanted to help other people. And I really wanted to, to help people understand like what was going on in their field because people don't understand your tax dollars pays for scientific research. Like everything that comes out in these articles and these journal articles and these big tier publications and stuff, all this stuff is paid for by tax funds dollars. But only one in five people can actually understand knowledge. Only one in five people in America is scientifically literate. So basically, you paying for something that you can't even access because the education system is failing you. And so I was like, you know what? I'm gonna bridge that gap. I'm gonna be that person that say, all right, you don't have to be scared of this research paper because of all these big words in it. Let me tell you what it means so that you can actually use it for yourself. And then that was when I really started noticing that you know, people were they were rocking with the information and they were getting some out of it, and I was just like, okay, you know, this is <laughs> this is what I wanted. Like this, these are the things that 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 when I went to grad school, I envisioned for myself. I just didn't envision it being on the internet. And so once I got out of that mindset of oh, it, this has to be a specific way, is that's when things start taking off for me. 
it's kind of, it kind of sounds like once you got out of your own way and it kind of, it just kind of worked out. It's like the teacher appears when someone's ready and that's what we all do, you know? Right. I remember kind of going down this path myself when I first started and it, I've, it was just, for me, it was more like, okay, well, the job was ending. I wasn't planning on it ending the way it did and all these things. And I remember kind of looking for these answers in life. And like you, I was kind of thinking, well, this is what I want to do, but I had myself in a box and I didn't really know how to do it. And then started reading the stuff, you know, you kind of start in something like self-help and then you go higher and higher and you get into philosophy and the scientific stuff. And then the whatever more esoteric and I remember feeling how you felt where I was gathering all this knowledge I think I read 340 books in a year or something like that I was had so many I was reading I was putting them in packing boxes and moving them down to my basement and I'm thinking what's the point of all this I'm yeah like, I'm like taking notes on it and all this stuff I'm not helping anyone I'm not giving it to them but like I said before, I don't think I was ready for it at the time. And then the second I let go, which it sounds like was kind of what you were dealing with, it was like, boom, it all came in. And it was like, yeah, go. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So it's an interesting point. I mean, you definitely do bring the science level to it. And I was thinking before the podcast, I was like, I don't really know anyone that does that. So it's a, it's a good space because you're not reading your threads and thinking, uh, you know, this is a little like people say woo woo and all this. I don't really <laughs> get that impression. So, yeah. um, you know, but what would you say? I was kind of thinking of this when you were talking, this is, this is a broad one, but something might just pop up. What would you say? Like when you were kind of getting into the law of attraction, maybe even numerology, was there anything from your background that scientifically it just kind of like snapped? You're like, you're just reading law of attraction, let's say just to read it. But then all of a sudden, boom, this thing pops in your head and you're like, Oh man, that's the same principle as blank in this, you know, scientific realm. Like, was there anything that you remember that just like in one instant connected it all? Uh, solubility. So solubility uh, is the ability for, and this, this is, this is a chemistry. I think they talk about it in like biology and physics too, but uh, solubility is basically the ability for, um, a molecule to dissolve into something else. So you have a solute, which is the, which is the thing that's, that's being dissolved. And then you have the solvent, which is the thing that's doing the dissolving. And so in order for a solute to be in a, be dissolved in a solvent, they have to be chemically similar. And, when I think about solubility, I think about, you know, like vibes. I think about how there are just certain things that don't mesh well with each other, like oil and water don't mix. You know, you, you, can't, have, you can't have a good relationship where one person is focused on entrepreneurship, one, per, one person is focused on being a consumer because the mindsets are going to be different. The way that the people think about two things, they're not going to be soluble with each other. Like they can't, they can't come together like they need to. Those things, when you talk about people coming together and you talk about, and you talk about just different situations coming together, it all comes back to solubility. And if things are soluble in each other, that means they're on the same, they're on the same energy. They're on the same, the same path, the same frequency. Like all of these things are coming together because they're like each other. People always say, that opposites attract, and is is true to an extent when you talk about um, talk about like madness and stuff. 
But when you really think about energy at its base core, you have two, two things energetically come together. If they're opposites from each other, they cancel out. So opposites in one way do attract, but opposites also cancel each other out when you're talking about amplifying energy, you're talking about getting a higher wavelength. You can't have some. That's why people always talk about if you hang out with five broke people, you're going to be the sixth one because you can't be around broke habits all the time and then be rich. Like that just all that stuff starts rubbing off on you. And the more you the longer you're around it, you suddenly start picking up habits. That's why they also say if you hang around five millionaires, you're going to be the sixth one because you start picking up those millionaire habits. You start picking up those things that people that, that like vicariously and and um, what's the word I'm looking for? I can't think of it right now, but the, those things just kind of start rubbing off on you. That is continuous interference. You're not all the way on that frequency, but you're kind of there. You're enough there to where you're not completely out of phase. You're at least able to listen. And when that higher wavelength comes down to the lower wavelength, it's eventually going to bring that higher wavelength up. The same thing happens when you have a bunch of low wavelengths that are not all the way out of frequency with your wavelength, they're eventually going to bring your wavelength down. So all those things come down to interference and solubility. Solubility was the thing that really did it for me, though, when I was like, okay, these waves are coming together because they're soluble in each other. They have the same energy. They have the same fingerprints. So that's why they're dissolving each other to make a bigger wave. They're making a bigger energy imprint. These two things are coming together to actually make a difference. So that was the main scientific principle that when I looked at it, I was like, okay, this is how this connects. This also connects to this. This connects to this. It's not no more tinfoil, like Alex Jones shit. <laughs> like, I mean, I ain't shitting on Alex Jones. I like, I like some of the shit he talks about, but like, I'm just using that as an example because whenever, whenever somebody hears Alex Jones, they automatically tune out. But there's a, there's a little bit of, there's a little bit of truth in a lot of lies. So that was, that was, that's basically how I found that out. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like if you were in that position, you know, after you graduated from school and all this, and you said, okay, I'm going to go work in the mall or something, it's like the energy is not going to connect to where that would have worked out. But because you found what you wanted to do, bringing science to the law of attraction, getting online, you brought the wave up and it worked. So right, it, it's right. like having that awareness to just know that that's possible. And when you're saying these things, people should take it and say, well, there's kind of the proof, you know, cause everybody says that, Oh, if I can do it, you could do it. But I tell people sometimes I'm like, look, really, if I can look into any of the stuff you can too. I mean, I was a miserable son of a bitch for a lot of years. So you really have to be on the level to where you can raise the boats as they say. And I think that's, I think you just explained that perfectly. Right. So Let's talk real quick about, because I, I can honestly admit, I don't really know much about this at all, but <laughs> numerology. So I, I'm guessing you have some training in that. You did that. I saw you post some stuff about it. So what would you say is the connection to that and the law of attraction or what we're talking about? Uh, so <laughs> this, is, this is probably the most controversial, even though to me it's like the, like the most provable, I would say. Um, so for people that don't know and people that don't know about, you know, like my numerology teacher, uh, I take lessons from uh, Gary Grimberg. People call, people know him as uh, Gary the Numbers Guy. He predicted 16 of the last 17 NBA Finals winners. Um, the, the, the track, he predicted LeBron getting hurt this year. 
Like, is, he predicted John Wall getting hurt this year. Like, Gary's really big in the sports, but a lot of predictions – he predicted that Trump was going to win. Like, there's a lot of things that people have um, – <laughs> that Gary has predicted that have actually happened. And so, uh, the biggest thing – l- let me tell a story about how I got clicked up with him first. So, I don't know how many people know about uh, – people probably know about him if, if they saw him, but – uh, my guy Vibe High on Twitter, um, Brian Sharp. So everybody knows <laughs> about the Starbucks reparation guy. <laughs> so that was my dude, Brian. So I knew about Gary and GG33 previous to that because, like I said, Gary predicted the last 16 of 17 NBA Finals winners, I clowned him on the one that he didn't get right. Because I'm like, how the hell are you a numbers guy? You're an elite numerologist. And, like, you can't even see that there's no way that the Cavs are going to come back and beat the Warriors. This is bullshit. Like, people are paid to study under this guy. Like, what the fuck is this? This is terrible. So that whole thing happened, and I was kind of off the the, the radar of, of the numerology. I was still rocking with astrology, though. So I'm like, okay. So I start... I'm on Twitter one day. This was last year. It was actually, actually around this time last year that this happened. Um, so Brian is, Brian is on Periscope. <laughs> Brian's on Periscope with his kid in Starbucks. And, he, and the, the words heard around the world on every single news outlet possible. Yeah, I heard you guys were racist, so I came in here to get my free coffee. And I'm just like, oh, man, here yeah, we go. I didn't see that. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's on there. So just you can Google um, – Starbucks reparation guy. I think this was after the Starbucks incident. I think it was in Boston where two black guys got the police called on because they were waiting in the Starbucks lobby. Police came in, arrested them the whole nine. So that was when the accusations about Starbucks being racist came out. So Brian goes into, he goes into Starbucks a couple of days later and is like, yo, I'm here for my reparations coffee. And it works. So it's like amazing. So I'm like, okay. This, this shit went viral, like, instantly. And I'm like, okay, there's something else to this. Because Brian's a smart dude. Brian's a very smart guy. But then I was looking at, like, the days. And I'm like, he planned this. There's no way you are telling me anything different. He planned this on a specific day, specific time, specific location to the team when I started looking at it. So I'm like, all right, let me hit up Gary. <laughs> let me hit up Gary and see what's good. Let me see, like, what's really, really good. So I started taking classes with him and Gary gave me a reading in like five minutes because Gary screens all of his students because there are certain people he won't work with. After like two or three minutes of listening to him, he was telling me shit about myself I had no idea about. He was also telling me about specific things and specific years where really bad shit happened in my life. And I was like, how did you know that? <laughs> like, I've never talked to you like a day in my life. How did you know that? So I was sold. You know, I'm like, all right, let's do this. So I start taking the classes. And the more I'm listening to the classes and the more I'm like going through the information, I'm like, wow, this is really interesting. Like this is, and on a, on a scientific level, it makes a lot of sense to me because when you look at, when you look at numbers, numbers all have a specific vibration. You can see a five and you know it's not an eight. You can see a one and you know it's not a nine. They all have a, a, a visual vibrational fingerprint. They also all have an auditory vibrational fingerprint. When you speak five, 
Five sounds different from six, sounds different from seven. So all these words or all these numbers carry different energy when you say them out loud. So that alone to me is like, okay, there must be something different about each one of these numbers. And they all, they have to correspond to something else different. Because remember, all these symbols have energetic fingerprints that are correlating to something. Numbers are nothing more than symbols. Like these are just symbols that we add together. So when you think about it like that, it's like, okay, all these numbers repeat up to nine. So zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And then it repeats again. So the only, those are the only true numbers in the universe. Everything is, is everything else is just, is just a repeat of itself or it's the master number. So when I really started thinking about it like that, I'm like, okay, I can get down with this and I can see how specific numbers correlate to specific actions. Like Gary has a sign of NDA because there's a lot of stuff that he teaches us that just literally comes from hours and hours of doing stuff with people that like basic numerology sites don't talk about. People try to like, people try to talk shit and be like, oh, you know, Gary's students won't talk bad against them because they signed the NDA. It's like, no, dummy, we signed the NDA because he don't want us telling all the shit that he done told us. We can say the shit sucks. <laughs> like we can say oh, yeah. that, that Gary's classes are ass, but we don't say it because it's not true. <laughs> like there's genuinely stuff that Gary has taught us and like Gary's put out there that, you know, has upgraded a lot of our lives in a substantial way. So um, a lot of the things that I saw in those classes really made a lot of sense to me, especially the Chinese astrology, Chinese astrology, is is very it's very interesting in the way that it predicts things and it's also very interesting in the way that people don't talk about it a lot because it's arguably the most accurate form of astrology because it deals with the earth and the earth energy everything else deals with stuff outside of earth realm chinese astrology specifically deals with the energy on earth and but people don't really pay attention to it for some reason people normally just pay attention to western astrology and it's not i'm not saying that western astrology is bad to pay attention to per se but it's not the best like it's it's not the most accurate when you're looking at the hierarchy of astrology is chinese then vedic then western chinese by far is going to be the most accurate for predicting cycles and things like that and predicting the energy on the planet at at that point in time so that combined with the numerology, um, it, it really a lot of those a lot of those things made a lot of sense to me. And like, and just, just looking at it from a pure energy standpoint, and you know, people try to say, you know, the that the numbers the numbers don't matter, or like, you know, this isn't happening because of numbers. And the thing is, is that it's just a label. <laughs> you know, if even if you were to take the the nine label off of something. You could still put any other label on top of it and that energy will still be the same because it's a cycle. It's not, it's not bound to that specific number. This is just what happens to be what this number is associated with. Even if it was associated with something else, this energy would still fit in this specific pattern with a different name. This just happens to be what we call it. Also, you have to realize too, because like when people, when, when you talk about consciousness, you talk about consciousness on the planet. <clears throat> we all know that the sky is blue right or the sky appears blue to most people but if there are enough people on the planet that say that the sky is red people are going to start saying that the sight that the sky is red and that's just because of collective consciousness that's the thing that people always that people always try to neglect and be like oh well 
you know, we don't, we're not even going by the right calendar. Like, this isn't the calendar we should be using. It's like, yeah, but that shit doesn't matter because this is the calendar that everybody else goes by. So until that collective consciousness changes, this is the blueprint that we have. So until you until you get rid of all that stuff and like everybody starts like using the same calendar or using the, the quote unquote correct calendar, this is the blueprint that we're working with, and the shit is extremely accurate. <laughs> like it's yeah. people think that people think that it has to be a hundred percent of the time for it to be accurate. But there are drugs that people are taking right now with a 30-40% efficacy, or can only be made in like a 17 or 18 percent yield does that mean that the reaction doesn't work no it just means it's not efficient so just because something's not efficient doesn't mean it doesn't work but 60 percent efficiency is much better than 30 20 percent efficiency and a lot of the things that you line up with astrology and numerology you're gonna get a pretty high efficiency rate <laughs> it's gonna be better more often than not so when i started looking at that and i started kind of putting that together and putting my scientist hat on because people are like, oh, you're a scientist. How can you believe in this shit? It's like, it's because I'm a scientist. That's why I believe in this shit, because I see the same things yeah. in the lab happening. Yeah, it's, I was kind of thinking that because when I first saw some of that stuff, I mean, this was a long time ago, just scrolling around or something. I saw it. I initially was kind of like, no, I'm not even going down that pathway. I don't know <laughs> anything about it. I'm reading too much and all this. But the funniest thing about it is just what you said is, if someone is like, how can you believe in it? I, I don't really know what that means, believe in it. Because if a guy's out there doing readings and it's accurate, if the guy's predicting things and it's accurate, there's really nothing to believe in. It's accurate. Right. So right. I, I don't, it, it's kind of like, well, if it works, it works. You know, and I, I've right. seen some of his stuff. I just watched a few videos and some of the stuff that he's tweeted out. And there's just no doubt that there's, like if you were a skeptic, you'd still have to say that there's something there. You like you would just there's something, and you know, and it's like you said, numbers are symbols. So it's right. not like you're saying the word six and like the sun goes down two hours early. I mean, this is it sounds like it's kind of a pathway. You know, it's kind of a like a puzzle that you're just putting together. And it's interesting that you said that you're a scientist and that's why you believe it. <laughs> you know, right, you're right. Not, yeah. <laughs> hearing that a lot. So what do you think? I asked somebody this the other day, I think on this podcast, and I said, you know, we're in a time now. So look at somebody like yourself, scientist, a lot of schooling, you know, elite level degree. It would be very easy to say you wouldn't be into this stuff, let's say, in another time or something like that. You know, the stuff we're talking about. Same with me, my background, let me tell you. Um, it was not about being spiritual. It was not about being nice. And it definitely wasn't about showing love or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So you've got people like you, like me, some of the people we see online that you could kind of say, if you want to put a cool label on it, have woken up. And there is a big section. I know you see this online. Like you have a lot of followers. People are connecting with this stuff. But we also have a time where if you say the word the, you might go to prison or something because it offends someone. <laughs> yeah. So it's like your story about the shirt. So in 2019, you know, what do you see from your view? I see a section of people that are essentially highly aware. Like they're in a high percentile 
they know that there's something more than their programming and something outside of the mind, you know, not the brain, but they just know that there's something more than what they're being told or growing up with or whatever. And then you have the section that is what you see in the news and you see in society. So, I mean, do you think we're waking up in 2019? Do you think it's kind of even out? I mean, putting all this together, what do you think? Man, I think people, <laughs> to be honest, I think people are so woke, they're going back to sleep, man, to be honest. Because <laughs> it's like, it's just like people are just too woke. It's, and it's, and, but it's from the masses. And it's like, you know, you, you get into this, this war about PC and PC culture and, you know, especially with like feminism, feminism is kicking the West ass, like just straight up and down. And that's, and you see that from, from different movements and, <clears throat> and different, and like basically just how the, the culture itself is, is, is diminished and how it's changing and how people interact with each other. And I really feel like, I, I can't say that, that humanity as a whole is going backwards, but there is a greater separation between consumers and producers. And there is a greater separation between people that are trying to provide services and the people that just want to consume services because everything is so, like, it's so accessible. Everything, every human want and desire can be found in the palm of your hand with your smartphone. Like, that's so wild. Like, my grandparents didn't grow up like that. My parents didn't grow up like that. We just now experiencing this within the span of 15 to 20 years. Like, you got a lot of people that, you know, can't even legally buy a drink in, in the U.S. that's been raised by Twitch, you know, have been raised by YouTube. So the culture is so different. And, like, I'm, I'm in that rare space of people like, like Ed Lattimore, I think Ed's talked about this before. Uh, Alexander Cortez has talked about this before. We're in that rare space of people that had a lot of human interaction. Like we went outside, we was outside, you know, playing with the neighborhood kids. But we're also in this era of, oh man, everything is in my, is in like the, the palm of my hands to my fingertips and my phone. So it's like those people that are in that, that 27 to like 34 age bracket, those are the people that you really have to look out for because I think those are the people that are really going to separate the, the producers from the consumers. Those are the people that have the greatest chance to take advantage of the internet age because they have the best mix of hard skills and soft skills. A lot of us went to school. A lot of us had to go to school. A lot of us were told that school was the way. And so when that didn't work out for a lot of us, it's like, well, shit, what are we supposed to do now? Smart ones are taking advantage of the internet and they're seeing that there's a way for you to capitalize on that. And like, you don't, you're not held by the old guard anymore. So I was talking to somebody else the other day about, um, about starting a business. It's so easy to start a business now. And like, especially for black people, like I tell people, I tell like, like black people all the time, like, look, man, it's not like it was back in the day where you would have to go beg the bank for a loan to get started and then you would be denied because of something racial that you can't control. I know people that have stores online that are, that are claiming to be like an old white couple from Michigan, <laughs> you know? So like you can be what you want to online and you can do it smartly and you can still get your message across as long as you're willing to take that step and you understand how the old guard has changed. Like there are no more gatekeepers. The internet take that, the internet took that away. There are no more gatekeepers. Only thing that's holding people back for the most part now is themselves. But there are still people that are caught in this programming where they're, they're stuck 
in that us versus them mentality. And a lot of that came out during the last election when Trump got elected. There's, there's a huge divide of us versus them. And the interesting thing is, is that the people that claim to be the most, um, what's the word, accepting, tolerant, are the people that are the most unaccepting and intolerant of views that, that go against their own. So is everything is upside down. That's why I say a lot of things actually switch position. I don't think much has changed. I think we see more now because the, because the ability to, to get inf- instant information has changed. I think that is different, but I think fundamentally the laws of human nature have not changed. I don't think that there's any more quote unquote woke people than there were back in the day. I just think you see them more now. And I think it's easier for these people to connect, but I can't say with any degree of certainty that there's more woke people now or like people as a whole are waking up. I do think that it is more, that is more mainstream, that is more, um, what's the word? It's more chic. It's more in style. You know, it's, it's like that, like wokeness is starting to become monetized. Like you see it in t-shirts, you see it in apparel, you see other different kinds of apparel, you see it, you see it in products, courses and stuff like that, books. It's starting to become a little bit more mainstream, but with it becoming more mainstream, it becomes bastardized a little bit. Like people yeah, don't, people don't pay attention. <laughs> right, it's not woke anymore. Like people think that like you read The Secret or you listen to The Secret, all of a sudden you know everything about the law of attraction. It's like, no, that's that feel-good Hollywood shit. That's, that has nothing to do with like what the actual law of attraction is. I mean, it's just something that was, that's been packaged and, and served for a specific purpose. Not saying that The Secret is not good, or that it's not a good starting point. It's just not the end all be all. And people think it's the end all be all. And all of a sudden you go, and it's like, no, there's more work that's required. So I think as a whole, the right people are waking up. I think that the people, and I, and I think it's on them to then educate the people that are around them. Look, you're not going to save society. <laughs> like that's not going to happen. Like, and, and either, either you know, it's gonna have, it's not gonna happen because you know the the government goon squad is after you. <laughs> I know people are gonna be like, oh, that's tinfoil hat, and I'm like, all right, there's been plenty of people that's been suicided. I do not plan on becoming one of them. But that's why I say you can't save society because society is set up this way because it benefits the people at the top. The only thing you can do is affect the people that's in your community and affect the people that are immediately around you. And when you do that, that's a win. You know, that's, that's, I used to be one of those people that want to save the world. Now I'm only concerned with saving myself and saving the people that are around me and saving the people that want to hear my message. If you want to hear my message, cool. If you don't, that's cool too. The internet is highly customizable. That's the excellent thing about it. If there's some shit you don't want to see on the internet, you can block it or mute it. That is the great thing about the internet. Your, your experience is customizable. You cannot be cyberbullied. There's no such thing as cyberbullying. How can you be cyberbullied when the only thing you have to do is turn the damn computer off? <laughs> like, there's, like, you're not convinced of me of that. It's not happening. So as long as people realize that, as long as you realize your experience is customizable and the only people you got to worry about is yourself and the people around you, it's going to be good. Yeah, you know, it goes back to where we have more control than we think we have, you know, and I, I don't like the word control because it like puts you in a box, but we really do. And, you know, it's like even on Twitter, the block, the mute, you know, it's not really that difficult. I mean, it, it's, but it's an ego thing because people are like, well, they need to see my side and all this. And I've tweeted about that before, just kind of in like a blank state where I've just thought, man, there's basically no point to try and prove your point 
to anyone online or even nowadays because it just turns into like I always say a self licking ice cream cone. It just yes. goes in a circle. Yes. So it's not don't share what you know, but it's like looking at your threads, looking at stuff that I tweet and people we follow the tweet. It's basically like here's what I've learned from subjective experience or scientific, like you do. You know, have a nice day. It's just the yeah. idea of like trying to prove to people that don't want to be proved. I mean, it's it's not realistic. And you're right. I, I don't I kind of look at things going on now in a way where there are the like you said, the people that are waking up are waking up. You've got this section talking about being woke, and then you've got these little like subsections, but overall there's kind of like two extremes because you could say we've got people waking up, but then on the other end, you've got people that are so asleep. Like it's not even, I mean, once you have the eyes to see it, I can remember getting done in the gym and I just went into like a gas station and I was, I don't know, I bought like a water or something and I'm not judging these people, but I'm looking at the people in the line and every one of them it's like the knees going the legs going you know one second goes by where they're not doing something they're pulling out their phone and they're scratching and move like people are literally robots i mean yeah no clue that they could just stand there and be like well i'm just gonna wait till i pay for this stuff and that you know to me that's a definition of being awake I, i don't think a lot of people are even if they say they are i think it's a little more than just knowing some things it's it's in my opinion it's never letting an external ruin your internal you know you can get pinged you can have a little whatever but it really should not ruin like with the person with the t-shirt like who saw you it really should not go to the level of ruining anything you know right that's awake that's aware saying oh i'm pissed off right now but I'm just pissed off right now. And you drop it. You stop the narration. You stop the additions to it. And hopefully we push more in that direction. But, I mean, like you said, it's it would be hard to see it <laughs> when you were out and about. So Yeah, no, it really is. And, like, you know, it's funny because people always tell they, – they tell people to keep perspective about this, about our little side of Twitter. And they're just like, hey, you know – our side is not really that big. <laughs> it seems like it's big because there's like, you follow all the same people. So you get the same message all the time. But like, think about how hard it was to find that little section of Twitter that talks about, you know, the things that we talk about on a daily basis. It's hard. It's not easy. It's not easy, especially from like the nonstop, you know, PC outrage culture that we have right now. And it's, it's, it's crazy to me because, you know, I, I, I mean, I got into a little Twitter altercation with some people the other day because I had a thread about goji berries. And it's, it's, it's so crazy, like, the things that you will get in the arguments with people about. And, you know, I, there's, the, the, the wild thing to me was, was that <clears throat> there's video evidence in the thread. Like, there's video evidence when I was saying the thread. And I guess it was a physician that came out and was like, oh, this is junk science. You know, you need to do better tonight. I'm like, first of all, bitch, you don't know me. First of all. Second of all, if you look at what the guy is saying and you look at the video, the video is telling you exactly what this doctor said he's doing. He said he's treating these people with goji bears. Do you think he would get up in front of, these, in front of a, a board of other doctors 
and other people that are dependent on the treatment and just lie about this. Yeah, I understand that it happens. It definitely does happen, but it does. That's not the norm. That's not the norm. People get up and lie about results like that. So the fact that people, <laughs> like educated people, educated excuse me, educated people, are arguing with clear video evidence to me says that people are too woke. Science is supposed to make your mind open. It's not supposed to make it closed. It's not supposed to make it say, oh, this sounds something, this sounds different from what I'm used to, so it has to be wrong. No, it's supposed to do the opposite. It's supposed to be like, okay, if this is real, we can test it and it'll prove it'll be proven as right. There's no need for you to argue about it because the only argument you need is experimentation or go find somebody else that did the experiment. That's all you have to do. There's no reason to sit here and like argue about shit on the internet. That's why I was like, man. First of all, the video evidence is right here. Y'all can go look up his credentials. Here's a book that is explaining everything that I said in it. And I'm not going to argue with y'all. Y'all have a nice day and thank you for spreading <laughs> this thread yeah. somewhere because yeah. what y'all don't understand is by y'all sitting here and disagreeing and showing it to your followers, they don't know. I got like three or four DMs that there's like, hey, could you give me more information about this? Like, oh, do They're you know anything else you. about? Exactly. It was like, thank you do my bidding, <laughs> do my bidding, continue to spread what I was saying, because I know it's right. And I know that these people are, I know that people that are sensible, that are looking for other solutions than what are, be, that what are being given to them now, they're going to gravitate toward it. And what I wanted to actually accomplish is going to happen anyway. So if I got to, you know, argue with a couple people along the way, that's fine. I'll do that. And it's, 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 it's not something I do all the time. But it, I have learned that, you know, my credentials, for some reason, <laughs> to some people are not good enough. It's like, okay, whenever my followers, whenever I know my followers are watching or they see something that's going on, somebody questions something, a lot of times I ignore it because it's just like, all right, I'm not going to argue with you, like, whatever. But when I get somebody else that has, like, a big following, wants to come and, like, argue with me. And, and it's not even that they want to argue with me and be like, hey, how did you get to this conclusion? It's like, no, you're wrong. You're stupid. And it's like, okay, now I got to flex. <laughs> so now I got to sit here and bring out all of these resources that I looked at before putting this stuff online. Now I got to make you look stupid because my point of putting this stuff out here online is so that you can do your own research. You know, like, hey, this is something different than what such and such has told me. Maybe there's some legs to this. I should go look it up for myself. I tell people at the end of everything, do your own research, do your own research, do your own research. Don't listen to everything I say. Matter of fact, some of the shit y'all listen to, y'all, some of the shit I say y'all shouldn't listen to. Like, like myself, I'm not metabolically healthy. I sacrificed a lot of my body to get through my PhD. I'm still at the point where I'm losing weight now and I'm trying to get through that. And, I'm, and I mean, I mean, I lifted and stuff like that. People are always surprised when they see me deadlift with Billy because it's like, wow, like you can actually lift that much. It's like, yeah, I used to actually lift as I turned to a fat ass once I got my PhD because I was in the lab all the time. But people always talk about, oh, you know, go to Tanai for health. I'm like, no, <laughs> don't go to me for health. Go to other people that actually look like they're healthy. Some of the things I talk about, they co-sign, they do. But if you want actual practical advice, look at somebody that's actually been in the trenches. The only thing I can say is that this is what I got from a book. I'm practicing it myself now. And once I do get all the full results that I want for myself from practicing on myself, yeah, you can listen to it. You can listen to that stuff for me. If you want to listen to it in the meantime, that's fine. I am not going to actively promote myself 
as a health person. I am a science person, first and foremost, because I look at evidence based on what other people have done and say, hey, this might be a different option for you. This might be something that helps. This might, you know, you've been taking these pills for, you know, X amount of time. They ain't cure shit. So why don't you try a diet change? Or why don't you try, you know, putting this in your diet? Or why don't you try, you know, staying away from this? Stop wearing this. Use this instead. Try this. My thing is always try. My thing isn't, oh, this isn't the only way for you to do this because I realize there are several different ways. There's several different ways for people to come to the same conclusion. And as long as you get to the conclusion that's best for you, that's best for your way of life, that's best for the people around you, that's going to help you and help us have a productive, harmonious ecosystem, I'm for it. I'm 100% for it. It may not look like my way. And that's 100% okay. The only thing I'm going to tell you is there are alternate solutions out there. So if what you're doing right now is not working for you, if doctors tell you one thing, but you know that there's something else different out there, follow your gut instinct because nine times out of 10, you're going to be right. And you're going to be happy that you listen to your gut. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you're, you know, you're, you're a guide and that's what I like to say. You're guiding people. You're not telling them or forcing them to do this or that, but you know, when you talk about stuff like two things that came to mind, magnesium and vitamin D, I mean, people, you know how many people that even, you know, I'm kind of into this stuff and people will just send me a message and be like, Oh, I took 400 milligrams of magnesium glycinate. And I feel like I like took a freaking Xanax, you know, <laughs> right. it's like, it's like, the, it's what, I think you said this, but what 70% of people are deficient in that. And then 50, 50%. everybody is screwed on that. Yeah. And how simple is that? You know, and even something like, um, certain like hormone replacement, like hormonal optimization can lower your magnesium. So when you're pointing people to that, cause I still remember your magnesium thread, like that's, those are big deals, but they're simple. You could go on Amazon and spend $4 and get like a quality, you know, magnesium. So there are yeah. things out there, <laughs> but like people, I, I think people were still a little bit in a space where it's like, well, uh, you know, uh, my primary care didn't tell me anything about that, or he said it's BS or whatever. It's like, um, a lot of this natural stuff, this supplementation, people forget the definition of supplementation. If you're sitting in an office all day, you have to supplement for things like vitamin D because you're sitting in an office all day. Right. People forget the, the actual definition of it. <laughs> so right. like, you are helping people with that because that's a very scientific thing. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, people, <laughs> people do forget that. And the interesting thing to me is that when you look at a lot of symptoms that people have from, you know, people calling stuff different diseases, a lot of it's mineral deficiency. Oh, either yeah. you're the mineral deficient or something or you're vitamin deficient. So I always tell people like, look, man, this ain't medical advice, but if I had this problem, <laughs> if I was doing this, I would go look and see if there's a mineral deficiency you know, that corresponds to these symptoms, I would try supplementing that mineral or supplementing that vitamin and just seeing what happens before I go do anything else. Because these doctors, man, and, and look, I'm not beating up on the doctors. I'm not shitting on them because a lot of them, they're just doing what they're told and they don't know any better. But a lot of these doctors are getting kickbacks from these pharmaceutical companies for pushing pills. That ain't got nothing to do with improving people's quality of life. It's improving these farm companies' bottom line. Like, that's what that is. And, like, that's not going to help people. That's not going to help people get better. I always point to people. I'm like, look, 
you've been taking these same pills for three years, you still got the same condition. <laughs> like, what's what's the what's the the gamble of taking something that might actually cure it? Like, you've been you, either this is what happens: either you continue taking these pills or you don't take the pills anymore. Like, what like which one is going to sound better to you? You still want to take these pills five or six years down the road, and you think that they're curing you when in actuality are doing is abating symptoms and not curing anything so what's the point but then people want to say oh well, naturopathic medicine is bs some of it is bs but it ain't no more bs than these pills these people are giving you every day that keep you hooked for life yeah a lot of it isn't bs i mean i wish people would I, i've i've messed with that stuff forever and i could tell you it's when you get your hormones right and you get some other things right i mean it's a big difference i mean there's things out there and magnesium, I keep saying it, but that's a, that's a good example that, you know, the way that works in the brain and in the body, like that's basically what everybody has too much tension, too much, whatever. And you could take one thing that you could buy on Amazon and fix the whole thing. And it's like you said, we live in a band-aid society. It's just, I have this, fix it right now. Boom, take this but nobody's looking at the root of the problem. It's the same yep. thing with the mind. It's the same thing with mental, you know, outlooks. So yep. it's sad that it's like that, but I mean, what do you do? I mean, there's a few threads I read on you on your page and I'm just like, my gosh, like if people knew how important or would do their own research, just take it as kind of like a finger pointing down the road. I mean, it would solve a lot of their problems. And I, I got, I mean, this is a little off topic, but I got a message from a guy a little while ago. And I mean, just, I basically just set up an email was like, look, I can't keep up with all these DMS, but if somebody like needs some help, you know, I'll just try to help you out for free guide you. And all of these emails started with, I take this, I take that, I take this, I take that, I take this, like 50 different drugs, but I have all the symptoms that I'm taking it for mm -hmm. still. So yeah. There's not much you can say to that because, you know, you know, more than me, you know, certain receptors and all this stuff, you can't really just drop all these things, but you kind of have to <laughs> at some point. Yeah. Like it's, it's a tough road, man. I, I wish people would get more, more into the natural stuff. And I mean, in a lot of ways, we don't even have to call it natural. It's just like you said, it's filling a void, you know, yeah. to be backfilled, but. Yeah, no, you're you're exactly right. And the funny thing too is, is that you know these these medicines, a lot of these medicines are plant derived. Like yep. a lot of these medicines are coming from shit you find in nature. <laughs> so it's like, you know, you, you get back to the source. I mean, you might actually be doing a little bit better because you're taking the holistic plant. You know, the plants plants have a synergistic effect. Like all these all these things come together <clears throat> to form one holistic cure. So when you start separating the active ingredients from, it's not that it won't work. It just won't work as well as it should. And that's the point. Like, that's what they want. They don't want it to cure you because if you cure, if you cure the person, you don't have a lifetime cash cow. Like the average person, the average person in America is taking five pills a day. The average person is taking five pills a day. How much money would disrupt the pharmaceutical industry if that got reduced down to one overnight. That shit would collapse. And this is why I keep telling people that the pharmaceutical industry is not interested in curing anybody. They're interested in producing lifetime customers. It's the same exact shit as Netflix, as, as Hulu, 
Amazon Prime, all that stuff. They want lifetime customers. Every time you go for, every time you go fill a prescription, you getting another subscription to that pharmaceutical company, and they want to increase their bottom line. Period. That's how this shit works. And like when people start to think about it like that, then you start looking for solutions outside of that complex. Yeah, it's it's sad when you see these people that are like 50, 60 years old, which really nowadays you could say is not that old. I mean, I know some highly active people at those ages and they're barely can get out of their car, can barely walk somewhere, do this. And you know, they're taking a bunch of stuff. And yep. it's like, it, if anything, this type of talk or knowledge should be more or less like, what can I do to myself? Like we do live in a toxic environment. Yes. But there are small things you can add into your mix, even something like weight training and fasting and these things where it actually does help with that stuff. I mean, there's a reason why, you know, I'll fast for 22 hours and then do an hour of cardio. It's like, I'm not doing it because I'm trying to be on a magazine. You feel good. I mean, right. like, there's things right. you can, you could do it. So, the other day I was somewhere and I was kind of like oh man I'm dragging a bit because I was near the end of the fast and they were like why do you do that it's like a religious thing and I was like no it's just basically it's good you know it's good for you and I mean they were like in shock they were like good for you you're hungry you're tired like how can that be good for you it's like well as you know better than a lot of people you can't be eating all the time. That's not good for the body. Like the yeah. body has certain mechanisms that you know I don't know the exact names that you know, that's not good, but society is designed for a band-aid. Like, well, it's not good because I'm hungry. I had someone else I talked to, just a friend, and it was the same sort of thing. It was like, well, I need to lose some weight. And I was like, okay, you could do two things. You can literally drop the sugar, drop the carbs because you have enough on you that you can use for fuel. And it was basically like, oh, you know, thank you for like, very polite. Thank you for your time but there's no possible way I can do that. <laughs> and it, it just, and it wasn't an anger thing, but it was like, Oh, so we're actually training ourselves to be programmed in the state of, well, I like this food. So there's no way I'm going to stop. It's like, well, what do you want then? You right. Know? So it's, <laughs> but anyway, that, you know, it's, it's having, it's seeing these things and just building a better foundation. You know, my grandma who's in her eighties doesn't take any pills. And she just doesn't eat a lot and walks as much as she can. I mean, it, it, this isn't, this isn't rockets, you know, right. but it's an interesting time. And I think, you know, to kind of sum this all up, it's like, you have all of these things, you know, things you're teaching, things we're talking about, things I'm trying to tell people. And, you know, for anyone listening, the resources are out there and, you know, you, you see all this positive crap online and like, you know, trying to motivate people. When I think you prove this in your email and with what you do, you don't need motivation if you love what you're doing. Right. I don't think there was any motivation needed for you going from not finding a job, having all this education to now doing what you're doing. Like that was an energetic alignment and it worked. You know, you, you didn't have to wake up and push yourself out of bed like that. That's what it was. Right. So, you know, p people need to know that the resources are out there. So just tell us what else you got going on, what people can get on your site. Like what can they, I think you, didn't you just come out not too long ago with a new course? Something? Yeah. Yeah. I came out with a new course on, on universal law and the universal law. So they're, 
you know, a lot of people know I talk about law of attraction and stuff, but, you know, a law of attraction is not the only law. And, you know, I talk about that because, you know, people try to understand, like, man, like, R. Kelly is such a bad person. Like, why does he have all this money? Or, like, Ben Roethlisberger, like, rape these chicks. Like, how does, like, how does, like, how is he still a quarterback? And it's like, well, these law of attraction is not the only law. <laughs> you got a lot of scumbags walking around that still got a lot of money. And, you know, people still like them. And that, you know, that doesn't have anything to do with law of attraction. So you got to learn the other ones so that, you know, if you want to be a scumbag and make money, you can. Like, look, yeah. I'm all yeah. pro options. Like, I ain't saying that's what you need to go do. But if that's what you want to do, then, you know, you had a, the option least open to you. So I made it a course about the other laws. Um, the 12 laws are, let me see if I can name them. Um, attraction, vibration, divine oneness, polarity, rhythm, gender. Um, what's the other one? I already said divine oneness. Uh, set rhythm, uh, vibration, um, correspondence, polarity. I don't know if you said that one. I said polarity already. Um, I should probably just go look at the course. <laughs> that but they can probably, find that. No. That's on your website, right? <laughs> yeah, that's actually on our website. So we're actually doing a combo deal with um, Gary's numerology courses. You can buy my course separate, or uh, we're doing a a um a combo thing where you can, if you're interested in numerology and astrology and learning from Gary, you can get classes from him, which will also include my um, universal law course. Uh, you'll get two car- two courses for the price of one, essentially. So if you want to learn more about numerology, astrology, you can get the, the combo course. Or if you just want to learn about uh, universal law, then you can just get my course. On, that's also on my website. Um, the best way, honestly, to get into my stuff, just join my email list. My email list is also on my website. I'm sure Jason will link it somewhere in the in the show notes or something yep. like that. But uh, yeah, join my email list. I write daily emails. I haven't really been on them as much lately because I'm trying to finish this course. Not course. I'm trying to finish this website. I'm actually making a website right now that's devoted to organic chemistry tutoring. Um, got study sheets, you know, test guides, um, tutoring spectroscopy stuff so if if you have somebody that is struggling (laughs) with organic chemistry or they need to get into med school or they need to get into dental school and organic chemistry is like the one big barrier that's that's stopping them then um i'm burning the midnight oil to get that website up to get these study sheets up and have some products for purchase so that people can can slay the organic chemistry demon so that's my big project that i'm working on right now and uh, really going on that 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 road to like true entrepreneurship and nice. and being being sovereign as as everybody else says. Oh, also also check out Sovereign University. This was a project with um with uh, Alexander Cortez and Jose Rosado. They got a couple of us together, uh, basically you know just like what was on this podcast, telling our stories and how you can use the things that we did to become a sovereign individual. There's Ajax, Jose, uh, Ed Lattimore, uh, Chris Johnson, owner of 17 Watches. He is also a GG33 member as well as Alexander Cortez. Um, there are a couple other guys in the, in the self-help, uh, self-improvement sphere on Twitter that are in Sovereign University. That's been a big thing that's come out. It's something that's, that's completely unprecedented. I haven't seen anything else out here. So shout out to Ajax and um, Jose for putting that together. I was also a part of 
the Men of Character Conference. Um, uh, Bill Mazer put that together last year, got a lot of the same guys in there kind of doing the same thing and telling our stories. And there's a look, man, there's a lot of level up information. <laughs> you know, there's a lot, a lot of, of things. Tell. There's a lot of things out here that, that I'm a part of and a lot of other people are a part of in this sphere. It's not hard to find, um, but if you want to hear from me specifically, join my email list. You hear from me free every day. You don't have to worry about purchasing anything. I do have things to purchase, uh, but if you just want to come in and hear good stories and you know just just hear a different take on life itself, man, join the email list, and I'll be talking to you every day. I'm not going to lie to you. I have your Jussie Smollett email highlighted in the box to read. I was like, I was in the gym or I was somewhere when you sent that. And I was like, oh my gosh, I want to read this so bad. I mean, that, I, I would say, I said this to uh, Nick that I had on the podcast the other day. He's a, he's a, I think a biochemical engineer or something mm -hmm. like that. And we were talking about the same thing. And I said, I think I kind of like got to a point where, I became so unattached to everything just through my study and my training that I felt, well, I can kind of come back into the world now and like kind of, you know, see what's going on without being emotionally attached to it. And that story broke. And I was in the, I was in the gym when it happened. I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about it around the time your email came out. And I said, you gotta be freaking kidding. <laughs> I couldn't even believe, I, I remember at one point I heard it. And they were like, oh, well, we don't think it's true. And I just turned off my phone or whatever it was. And I was like, oh, no, like nobody would, nobody would do that. And right. that's, that's like, no way. So, dude, I can't believe that shit. Like, that, man, uh, it's that, like, like we were saying earlier, man, people too woke for their own good, man. Like that was just, that was wild. And, but, you know, I'm still not 100% convinced that that was his own doing. Um, I have my own theories about like why that happened and you know there were some other people kind of behind the scenes that was orchestrating that but we'd be here another hour or so talking yeah, about yeah. that. <laughs> yeah so. I saw I saw a clip with uh, Joe Budden and he was talking about it and he said basically the same exact thing I think you're saying and it was just an interesting take on the whole thing I mean my my view on it was to go to that level, like I, I was trying to look at it more from the psychological view of, I mean, it's like what, I think you tweeted something today about that when I was looking through your tweets, like what kind of illness is this? Like, I mean, <laughs> there is some like, I'm actually interested, like, oh, I'd like to know kind of the, I've got my opinion on it, but like the neurochemistry, biology, I don't even know what the word would be. I mean, that's like, this isn't someone saying, oh, it was a hate crime. Um, I feel offended. I mean, every trigger point that would just make you go, what the hell? Like he did. Was touched. I mean, <laughs> every holy, last one of them. Jeez, that's like, you, in <laughs> other words, I'm trying to say is you couldn't make that shit up. And he did make it up. I mean, right. <laughs> holy crap. I remember thinking like, this is why you know, people are very involved with the news and with the media because I mean, every day it's like hitting those strings, man. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. kind of, and the news obviously isn't helping reporting it because it's not really being reported. It's just yeah. kind of being talked about, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. News ain't no pot stirs, man. That's why I don't watch oh, that yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's all pot sure. stirring. But all right, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on. You guys can all the stuff he talked about, you know, go to his Twitter page too, because he's got all that stuff on there, got the links. 
and it's let me look so it's i don't want to say wrong it's at Mm. tj ricks underscore tsp on twitter so he's got links on there and i'll put them in the show notes too but um I appreciate you coming on. You're going to have to come on again because we could go for like four hours with all this. Yeah, man. Yeah, no, we could have one of them Joe Rogan, Alex Jones podcasts, oh, man. Like- yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get some other people on it too. We'll just go for like five hours and talk shit about everything and see what <laughs> Yeah, man. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next time. This episode of the Painted Target podcast was brought to you by Awareness Integrations. Only you care about your problems. The Painted Target is also sponsored by Grave Delay Athletics, apparel that says I'm going to live well and cheat death.